All right, let's do the waiver watch. We do it every Tuesday at this time. The waiver wires are opening. I uh, I have Derrick Henry in one of my leagues. Oh. I, that I'm not very I'm not very competitive in that league right now, despite scoring like the third most points in the league. That's why I hate fantasy. Somehow I have like the third most points, and I'm three and five. I hate fantasy football. But yes, I have Derrick Henry. What should I do, Meller? That's so, the big one. Carm the. Ready-made replacement, it would seem, would be Adrian Peterson. The Titans went ahead and signed him yesterday. I don't know this week how much run he'll get, although he's somebody who seems to keep in pretty good shape, and whenever he's out there, he'll he'll give you, you know, he's a plotting runner who can potentially, if he gets a stacked box, can break along when he, at least he did last season a few times for the Lions when he was playing for them. He did so for Washington before that. Mm -hmm. So... I think he is somebody who you probably have to prioritize as the number one guy because of the volume. They don't have anybody on the roster, the Titans, that is, who can step in and be a featured back the way Derrick Henry was, or even, I'd say, 66%. Like, you know, Derrick Henry was getting 25-plus carries a day. 27. Uh, 27 a game. there's nobody on the roster. They just didn't have anybody. Jeremy McNichols is a pass-catching back. He's not going to see a lot of carries. So I think Adrian Peterson will probably be the featured back fairly quickly for them. And so I think in terms of long-term, what you want, he's probably the top priority for most people out there, especially if you're a Derrick Henry owner. He's likely to be the best guy. He's available in 91% of leagues. they start throwing it more? I mean, different conversation because we're doing the waiver watch. I think they should. You've got A.J. Brown and you've got, I mean, I know Julio's not quite the same, but like, well, Julio hasn't been playing a ton this That's year. That's true. He yeah. missed last week as well. Yeah. So if like, Julio comes back, though, yeah, I would think they'll more. I mean, I geez. would think they will feature a heavier passing game. I would think. But I th- like you know, I think Peterson, if he's last season, he was somewhat productive for the Lions. Right. It was a bad team, so All right. he might be able to do a, a decent, serviceable job. He's not going to be Derrick Henry or anything close. But in terms of like guys who could be a viable replacement for you, he might work out okay. He's probably the best guy out there. All right. If you listened to me last week, you don't have to do this. But for those who didn't listen, all 95% of you out there, because it's available in 95% of leagues, I told you last week, I told you on Sunday morning, Boston Scott Mm. was the likely guy you wanted for the Philadelphia Eagles. He scored the first touchdown. I just scratched my head and I said... Meller was right there again. There he was. Meller's Meller right again. gave out Boston Scott last year, well, and he and had a few productive weeks. A lot of people were out there touting Kenneth Gainwell. Right, the rookie. And I said, listen, I don't know exactly how it's going to unfold, but if you look at the past, whenever the opportunity has presented itself with Miles Sanders being injured, Boston Scott has been the guy that the Eagles have liked to lean on, and he's been productive in that role. Well, he was the guy who got... Now, Gainwell got a lot of carries. Not a lot, but he got like double-digit carries. He had, in, tw- he had 13 carries. But here's the thing. He didn't get any run until the game was already well out of hand in the second half. Gainwell was nowhere to be seen in the first half when the Eagles were actually doing damage. It was Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Yep. Now, I don't love Jordan Howard, no. but you know if you're desperate, he's somebody you could look at. But Boston Scott, I think, is the guy you're going to want to go ahead and add. Another player who might be able to help you this week. I don't love him for the long term, and you're going to have to check the status of James Robinson, who left the game with a foot injury for the Jaguars. But Carlos Hyde is available in 93% of leagues out there, and he's somebody who could be a good fill-in for you if you're looking for a running back for one week here. Jarrett Patterson, I think he's got more value long term than Carlos Hyde does, but maybe this week Hyde is the better play. But Patterson for Washington, the Washington football team, Antonio Gibson is dealing with a fracture, a hairline fracture in his shin. 
He's playing through it, but this was the first week that Patterson finally had more carries than Antonio Gibson, and I'm wondering if if you look at the signing that Washington made of Wendell Smallwood, I think if you read the tea leaves there, it probably shows you that they're concerned about Antonio Gibson's health for the long term for the season. So Jarrett Patterson is worth taking a look at if you're you know playing the uh, the long term game for running backs and Ty Johnson from the Jets as well. Mm. He's not Michael Carter looks like he's going to be the featured back, but Ty Johnson, somebody who uh, was productive in a pass catching role with Mike White as the quarterback for the Jets this past week. So Ty Johnson, especially in PPR formats, worth a look there. Mike White, I mentioned him. You know what? If you're in a two quarterback league, he's obviously a must add because in two quarterback leagues, anybody who's getting a start is worthwhile. Taysom Hill also may be available in your two quarterback leagues out there. He, you know, he's in concussion protocol. We'll see if he returns. But obviously, with Jameis Winston's injury, uh, Taysom Hill is definitely worth taking a look at in two quarterback formats. Wide receiving help, Devontae Parker. He's available in eighty percent of leagues out there, and he is finally healthy and the leading receiver, along with Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins. So he's definitely somebody who I really like and is. Been a thousand yard receiver in this league, scored multiple, uh, scored eight touchdowns in a season before. So Devontae Parker is worth a look. Van Jefferson of the yeah, Rams. Baby. Now that they are at least exploring uh, a Deshaun Jackson trade because they don't right. they don't necessarily see a fit for him. Van Jefferson could see an increased role. And so he's somebody who in deeper leagues you may want to take a look at in the at the wide receiver position. Jamison Crowder for the Jets with Corey Davis out last week was productive, and with Mike White actually showing you competence at the quarterback position for the Jets. Jamal Agnew for the Jaguars is somebody who uh, is worth a look in PPR, deeper PPR leagues. And Russell Gage with Kelvin Ridley taking you know some uh, some time off due to mental health issues. Russell Gage is probably going to see a little bit more increase in receptions. And then finally, a couple tight ends for you out there. Dan Arnold of the Jaguars, he led the team in targets with 10 this past weekend. I think he had eight total catches, so he's somebody who could be a viable option for you if you're looking for tight end help. And then finally, I don't love him, but Pat Fryermuth. Oh, who, man. Well, he had a he had the catch of the weekend. He had a really nice catch. He, he seems to be the biggest beneficiary of the loss of Juju Smith-Schuster for yeah. the Steelers. So Pat Fryermuth, maybe not. if you, you know He's not somebody who you're going to feel great about starting, but he's being worked in a little bit more for the Steelers. So, you know, everybody's always kind of looking for a tight end and, sure. you know, looking to move on sometimes from some swag who they're not happy with. So, Fryermuth could be somebody who uh, is worth taking a flyer on. He as well. probably had the best touchdown catch of the weekend in the back of the end zone for the Steelers uh, in Cleveland. It was fantastic. Just good body control. Sort of bobbled the ball. He had a yeah. defender draped all over him. Got both feet in. It was terrific. Bears will have to deal with him, obviously, on Monday night. He's a tight end for uh, Big Ben and the Steelers. So. Rookie who, you know, kind of is filling in for that, um, the Heath Mill, the old Heath the old Miller, Heath Miller. Role, uh, role that uh, Ben used to lean so heavily on. Pat Fryermuth could right. be taking that spot. Heath Miller used to have a few weeks in a row where he'd get cooking yeah, with a couple Big touchdowns. You know, oh, baby. And get a- honestly, if you don't have one of those elite tight ends, you're kind of just crossing your fingers and hoping he, he scores a touchdown for you, that is actually the type of player that Frymuth could be for you. All right, good stuff from Miller as always. I hope you wrote it all down. Take his advice because he's given out good stuff for your fantasy league to try to win the week and try to win the league. So get to the waiver wires today with all of Miller's advice.